What's up, guys? This is Free Wine and Eleven Bread. Once again, I'm your host, Dalton Locke, with David Overstreet. Hey. And Whitney Williamson. Hey. 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 Guys, this week we are so excited to uh, be on the show with you and to be talking about things that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go ahead and like introduce the topic or not, but I guess it's cats out of the bag. Well, um, first of all, I just want to go ahead and say thank you guys for listening. Um, oh, yeah. Tell us uh, tell us about the successes that God has given us. Yeah. So you guys have definitely been, been checking us out because uh, we've got quite a few monthly listeners now. Um which is letting us know you guys like the like the content. As always, we want to encourage you to send us a DM or something if you think there's something we could do better or something you want to hear more of or um, anything like that. But prayer requests, prayer requests, yes, topic requests, yes, topic requests. Because you know, it'd be cool to have you know a show where we have a topic from you guys. Yeah, that so. and feedback is always nice. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can always leave us a review. That helps us get the show out, and that also tells us what we can do better or what we're doing good already. Yeah, good so. feedback. Um, so, and we're hoping to get some videos up for you guys here pretty soon um, in the distant future. So, yeah, just want to say thank you before we kick it off, and yeah, keep it on. Keep Absolutely, it on. Whitney, you're really quiet. Can you uh, share a Facebook memory? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, share so, a Facebook just memory. Just finishing for us. your sentences. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so. I have some really deep stuff for you guys. Hope you got your boots. The first one, are you looking with your faith or with your emotions? Oh. Oh. We're just going to start with a just. <laughs> Look, just if I'm going to have the mic, i got to drop it immediately. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a couple more. These are getting pretty intense. It says you don't really want to change if you don't want to be challenged. Because mm. a lot of people are like, hey, I want change in my life. But they anytime something that comes in opposition or to challenge them to see if they really want it, they just let go. Yeah, it's and like, they, how bad do you want it? Yeah, if you really want it, nothing can keep you from it. Yeah. So that's a word for somebody. And then this is for my people that have a bold attitude. Praise God for meek and gentle spirit, but praise God for bold attitude. Hmm. This one I shared one year ago. Don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Ephesians 6.13. Man, these are so good. And therefore put on the complete armor of God so that you may be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared and movable and victorious. And so I think Pastor Bill had shared that in a sermon, and I'm going to repeat it again. Don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Mm. That sometimes you're required to stand up for what you say you believe. Yeah. And stop wishing for it to happen and stand firm in what, what you're believing for. Yeah. Totally just ministered myself the first three minutes. <laughs> Boom. All right, guys, that's the episode. We'll see you next time. I'll on bread. <laughs> I can't top that because mine is stupid as usual. So, like, mine isn't really super funny because of the content. It's just because I jump around so much mm. in what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is from 2010. I'm going to read you two of them. So the first one, these are on the same day, 10 years ago. Sometimes I find myself giving good advice, and it actually helps. Debated on going to bed or staying up. So really random, I just jumped to going to bed to stay or staying up. Like I would have two thoughts that weren't related. <laughs> and then this one is really bad. Um, same day. At Granny's for Labor Day. Today's been productive. I drove my stick shift tractor and failed epically 
You don't even want to know how I spelled ethically. It's terrible. <laughs> Witness my cousin falling over a hose and went airborne in a go-kart. I remember reading this post after you posted it. <laughs> yeah. And then I had the face with the two, the colon and the D. Yeah. Which I guess is supposed to be like a, a winky face. Like, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all couldn't see what I just did, but it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> like this, you mean? <laughs> the listeners are like, "What?" Uh, and then I said, "Labor Day's been great." I said that again. It's all over tomorrow. Ween life goes back to crud at school. LOL. L O L. Lol. That means laugh out loud yeah, for, for our your, older listeners. For your older listeners, <laughs> Granny, if you're listening, that's what. <laughs> That's what that is. I saw a meme the other day that said, this is why every church should have at least one millennial on staff. <laughs> and it was three banners that uh, that it said, worship, teaching, mm-hmm. and friendship. Yeah. But then they had the first letters of each word, like, in bold and, like, super huge. Yeah. Oh, no. And I so it was WTF. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Whitney's face right now. I love it. But yeah, so churches have a millennial on the staff so they can, you know, point that, that stuff, out, stuff out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a Facebook memory. It's not so much funny, but it ties into our topic really well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and share it. My father posted on my Facebook five years ago. He said, I am so glad you are my son. I am so proud of you. You have become one fine man. Well, my little boy. I love you. Stay the gentleman you are. Mm-hmm. Aww. And <laughs> guys. I know. I was 19 back then. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, um, I think it's really cool that dad capitalized I am. So it's capital I, capital A, capital M. And that just makes me think of God. Yeah. Because yeah. I am who I say I am. Mm-hmm. Um, or I am who I am sorry uh just the love that my dad had for me to share that um and to let me know that he's proud of me and um giving me affirmation that like I'm a good guy stuff like that I think that's really good yeah and I know a lot of people don't get to experience that they have bad relationships with their fathers yeah um and I'll be honest I didn't have the best relationship with my father I didn't get to know him like I wanted to know him Right, but there is a heavenly Father that wants to love us and get to know us, and He wants us to get to know Him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we can spend tonight talking about God the Father, who He is, who are we in relation to Him, and how we can come to know Him. Let me ask you guys: What comes to mind when you when I say? God. The word relationship comes to mind, mm-hmm. at least right now. Um, if you would ask me five years ago, I would have said church. Or, church. Um, so yeah. religion. Religion. Yeah. yeah. But now uh, it's more of a relationship. I, I don't know. I just have a lot of things that come to, to mind because God has been so many things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also heard that how you meet God is how you identify with him. So to some people, they know him as healer because they met him whenever they were healed. Some people know him as father because that's the first time they've ever experienced a real relationship with a father figure. Um, for me, I just think of the word 
I don't even know if this will make sense, but the word him with a capital H, like you said a second ago, he is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. And he's good for his word. And I just think of, of him as the first thing that I want to run to, the first person that I want to run to. And, you know, sometimes your emotions will come in and cause you to, like, want to reach for other things. But when I think of what I want, I think of him, just the word him and who he is. And I don't know, I just can't, I can't do life without him and, and have any kind of joy or peace or any of that. Yeah. And so there's so many more words than just one when I think of who he is to me. So, but I mean, Father, I feel like most believers, I think that's one of the first relationships they establish with God is he's your savior. You know, if they don't really know a lot about his character, he's a savior to them. He paid for their sins. That's how they're introduced to him. But I think as you walk with God, I think part of the first way that you see him is as your father. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because whenever you have a a good relationship with your parents, and I know a lot of people aren't privileged enough to have that, when you have a good parent, you don't have to do anything to earn the benefit of what they're doing for you. They just do it selflessly. They, Mm -hmm. They knew they wanted you before they knew how you were going to be. Yeah. Like there's no return policy there. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I think that's how a lot of believers come to know who God is, is by that relationship of seeing him as, hey, that's that's my father and he's going to provide for me. Yeah. I think, uh, David, that we should have, there's no return policy there mm. as a soundbite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sound, bi- sound bites are coming, you guys. They are coming. He would take something intimate and make <laughs> yeah. it a soundbite. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, that's what absolutely. It's, what it's about. Uh, no, yeah. So, I really want to touch on that real quick of having a an unhealthy relationship with your parents. Um, like as I mentioned before, and as Whitney just mentioned, some people they just don't get to experience that loving side of a parent. Either their parent has been abusive, or just absent emotionally or physically. When they hear that. God is our father and that we can approach him as so they don't really understand because how can they? They've never experienced it. So <clears throat> I want our listeners to picture everything that you've imagined what a good father would be like and put that on God. Yeah. Like replace that image or fill that image with God. Or also everything that you wish that you had. Sometimes it's hard to picture someone being something that they weren't, but you know how you want to be as a parent because you didn't have it. Yeah. And so how you would want to be for your children if you did not have that growing up, picture him as all of those things, all of those things that you wish that you had that were not supplied to you. Yeah. Um, God is the perfect father. He is perfect. He is our father. So he is the perfect father. Where our earthly fathers, they'll never be perfect. We won't be perfect fathers or mothers. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. Um, That's just because we are human. Yeah. And we can't, no matter how much we try to, we can't avoid it. Um, So all we can do is do our best and then hope that God works through it. Because we know he will. Um, But we can trust that God is our perfect father. And that we can approach him as so. Um, Let's talk about approach for a second. Okay. Because I think sometimes it's even easy for people to see God as their father. 
but they didn't have an intimate relationship with their father to be comfortable to come to them with stuff. Mm-hmm. So even though they get the context of, oh, cool, he's a, he's a good dad, great for him. That doesn't mean I was always comfortable going to my dad. Yeah. And so we put that relation with our earthly parent toward him. Mm-hmm. And so we might just not have gotten to that place where we're just comfortable coming to him with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. We know that we can, but our heart's not really behind it when we do, so we don't. Right. Um, I remember growing up with my father when I would visit him, visit him on the weekends. Um, I would be having girl trouble or – right. That, <laughs> what? <laughs> you? You have girl Me? trouble? Yeah. No. No, um, player. <laughs> I'd be having girl trouble or I would be having just battles within because there'd be so much going on. Either he would be fighting with his girlfriend or, and that would make me upset because I would be tired of yelling uh, or fighting in the house um, or whatever. And there would be times when I needed him to be there with me and like give me wisdom and stuff like that. But he was emotionally absent when it came to situations like that. Yeah. He'd be like, get through it on your own. Yeah. Um, Because he he didn't really know how, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, But there was one time that things in my mother's house were kind of shaky. And I was already going to my dad's house that weekend. And when I got there, things were shaky there too, between him and his girlfriend. And so I just felt overwhelmed and I just locked myself in the room like all day. And finally he was like, he got stern with me and he was like, let me in. Um, and then he came in and he sat down and he kind of put his arm around me and he was like, I know it's tough for you. Um, and like, he just continued in conversation kind of like that, trying to relate with me. Um, it was really nice. I don't really know what point I'm trying to make. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, dude, I, Um, I completely agree. I, I can relate with that a lot. Um, my, my dad was the same way. He was very emotionally unavailable, um, and he didn't know how. Like, all that time, it, you had mentioned it with your dad. Like, he just didn't know how. Yeah. Uh, my dad's dad wasn't there for him mm-hmm. in a way that superseded any possible way that I thought that he wasn't there for me. Yeah. And then that translated to our relationship. Um, and what I didn't see was it was actually progress. But there was those moments when my dad would actually try and connect with me. And he was that emotional presence that I needed. Um, he was that um, that strong, uh, godly man figure in my life, mm-hmm. um, which was really rewarding. But it's not always that they don't want to or that they aren't don't feel like it they just don't really sometimes they just don't know how yeah and the good thing about god is he always knows how absolutely and he always wants to be there for you when you lock yourself in the room he's already there with you yeah he's just waiting for you to accept him the same way i had to let my dad in the door like he wants you he he's going to be there at the door standing and knocking yeah but you have to let him in yeah but once you do it's like all right talk to me let's get through this so obviously when we talk to god it's in prayer Mm -hmm. um but prayer is always a response you're not starting the conversation you are responding to him because the holy spirit his spirit is already talking to you through your conscience like pray yeah 
talk to God about it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Whit? Um, so no, Jasmine shared with me, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Psalm 2710. Yeah. And that is a really good verse because it's true. There's, there's needs that even your parents can't meet for you that only God can meet for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a question for our listeners and the question is, and I've had to ask myself this before, and I really want you to think about it. A lot of times we'll hear a question and be like, oh, okay, that's cool. No, really, really think about it. What keeps you from being real with God? What keeps you from approaching him? If he's all these things, if he's my provider, my banner of victory, my father, my best friend, my source, my refuge, my strength, like if he's all of those things, then what keeps us from going to him? I think that we have a skewed view of who the father is because there's so many times when I know I need to go to the father in prayer and I don't because I feel like I'm just going to be punished or I'm just going to be yelled at or I'm just going to feel like he's mad at me and he's going to turn me away. Yeah. It's like a skewed earthly view of a heavenly father. Like we have our experiences with our earthly fathers here and we, we put that on God. Yeah. Um, That, or we see him as somebody who isn't approachable. We see him as just some far off being that like loves us generally. Like, like we say, I love the world. Like I love the people in the world or I love everybody at church or I love, I don't know anybody in the community. Yeah. That's kind of like a we're taught we're using like a general form of love. Yeah. There needs to be a lot more of a realization that there is a companionate love with God. Um that is long lasting because there's you know, there's passionate love which is very in the moment, um, and then there's compassionate love which is um it's it's longer lasting and it's selfless. Mm-hmm. And then there's companionate love which stays strong for longer. And there's also a friendship bond. Um, and you hear about it in relationships all the time uh, that, that end up lasting forever. But I think that that's the way we need to view, start viewing God and our relationship with him is it's not just in the moment, passionate. It's like it's something that, that we maintain. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we don't need to feel, like, like you were saying, we don't need to feel like we can't approach him no matter what the circumstances. Yeah. Because he so, already knows, like you already told, like you said, he's already in the, that room with you. Yeah. Um, he's already know he already knows what's going on. He's just waiting for you. Yeah. Um, that companionate love that you're talking about, the Greeks had a word for it. It's called agape love, mm-hmm. but it's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And it's always a choice. Yep. And the thing is, is God has chosen to love us unconditionally. Yeah. And then all we have to do is choose to accept that love. And a good and a big part of that kind of love too is it's a combination of empathy mm-hmm. and trust. Yeah, and I think those are a really big. That's a really good big part of God's character. Yeah, is that empathy and that trust that and we have to have. Why can God empathize with us? Because of Jesus. Because yeah. of Jesus, right? He was fully human, yeah. and so he was tempted in every way that we're tempted. Yeah, I think a lot of times too, people just misidentify the character of God by placing blame on him that wasn't meant to be blamed for him. They just don't have anyone else to blame. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible's clear about how of all of who God is and that he's all of these good things. And it's very clear about who the enemy is. 
So the enemy will come and do stuff and cause destruction, and then people will give God the blame for what the enemy did in their life, but they mm. didn't take authority the way God told them to. He says, my people will die for a lack of knowledge. And a lot of people that believe don't even get in their Bible and try to figure out what it says for themselves. They let a denomination or a church or whatever tell them what their own Bible says instead of mm. reading it and mm. finding out who they are in God and the authority that they have as a believer. Yeah. And so people will make decisions that open the door for sin. Sin will come into their life. They'll be distraught. And then they'll be like, God, why'd you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, God gave Adam and Eve authority. He gave them dominion. He said, here, this is the earth. I'm putting you in it. You have dominion. Just like if your parent tells you to do something and you go make a bad decision, you could look at your parent and be like, Dad, why'd you allow this to happen? And he's like, hey, you need to <laughs> get a backbone. Mm-hmm. You made your decision. I'll come help you get out of it. Yeah, I made a way for you. But I didn't make that decision for you. I taught you. I prepared you. I told you it's not good for you. You chose to not listen, and I didn't tell you to keep you from having fun. I told you to protect you. Yeah. And I feel like you can translate that relationship to our relationship with God, and we misidentify blame Mm -hmm. for his character, and that's not who he is. Right. And that keeps us from wanting to go to him and and be like, you know what? Your plans are better. They are better than mine. You see what I don't see. I see this far. Mm-hmm. listeners I know you can't see my hand it's like in front of my face <laughs> <laughs> but he sees beyond that point and a lot of times it's hard for us to go to him and to trust him because we want immediate satisfaction and we want it right now yeah big part of it yeah. that's a huge part of it and if it's not as quick as a McDonald's drive through we're done believing for it and even that's not that quick to be real yeah well it's faster <laughs> than Starbucks lately but I oh, love yeah, my Starbucks we, me and Neilan we <laughs> were waiting in Starbucks today for like 20 minutes jeez hey listen I do want to shout out to um Side note, my barista peeps, I understand you guys are up there early, early preparing all kinds of coffee for people that are over caffeinated. (laughs) David's laughing at me, but I'm so serious. We appreciate you guys. And I will wait in line as long as it takes. I already know I'm not going to be upset when I come. I've already chosen patience because I appreciate what you do and I'm willing to wait for what I want. And I'm not trying to say that like they were being lazy and just like taking their time. No, they were rushing the entire time. They work their heart and souls out to caffeinate us. And Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for baristas. Okay. So anyway, that's my side note. But anyway, back to the character of God. <laughs> Coffee always makes an unwelcome appearance in always. our podcast. Always. Okay. And Dalton's stomach growling doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But just don't misidentify things that you've opened the door for, that you've allowed the enemy into, that you haven't stood in prayer, that you haven't taken authority over, and put that on God and make him out to be the bad guy when he's done nothing but go the extra mile for you. Mm -hmm. If all God ever did was send his son to die on the cross for you and pay for your sins, he's done enough. He doesn't owe you anything. Right. And that might come a little cross a blunt. Like, I'm in a great mood, but I'm, I'm serious. Like, he doesn't owe you anything. And whenever you get so self-righteous that you're like, God, you owe me, da-da-da, no, he sent his son to die for you. I, I, I think it could possibly be the opposite, too. I think a lot of people believe that they're not worthy enough. I've Okay, I've rode that boat, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and part of that is also getting in the Word and, like, finding out who you are in God. And that took me some time because it was hard for me to hear good things about myself. And it's not that it's not true or that I don't need to believe them. It's just when you identify with the wrong thing long enough, when you hear the truth, it's hard for you to really grasp yeah. a hold of it. And that is so true for me because growing up, a love language of mine has always been words of affirmation. But growing up, I hated myself so much that whenever people would try to encourage me, it just sounded like it was sarcastic. Yeah. 
And so that's how I always took it. Yeah. yeah. And so I just always hated it when people would try to encourage me because I just felt like they were just being patronizing. And when, man, when I gave my life to God and I finally started learning how to love myself, it was so freeing because then people would give me words of affirmation and all of a sudden it's like, like it just, it's a confidence booster. It doesn't fulfill me, but like, it just makes me feel so much better yeah about myself like it re- it's a reminder of who i am in god part of that for me is like i would pick apart what they would say mm-hmm. and so like you could give me words of affirmation for instance you could be like oh you're really good at speaking or blah 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 but i would only see how i could do better yeah because i see it's felt like growing up what i did was never enough mm-hmm. like if i was extra with my chores or if i did something good like i felt like i would always somehow mess it up and so I always just see how things can be better. How do you think that makes the father feel? Oh, like, I'm sure he's like, could you pay attention to me for a second and not what you're looking at? Um, Like, I almost feel like, like, imagine having a child and seeing them hurt that way. That would break my heart. And knowing that it's not true. Like, that that would break my heart. Yeah. And... I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think a lot of people are stuck between what Whitney was saying about um, like being self-righteous about it and then also at the other end of the spectrum where they don't feel – they don't love themselves enough. And mm-hmm. it's like what is the happy medium? How do you find your true identity in God without being overconfident and self-righteous about it and be um, – just being confident in who you are having a healthy confidence about it yeah honestly this might sound a little little cliche but i think the answer to that would be you can't have too much confidence in god Mm -hmm. and you can't have too much confidence in god and if you are who god says you are then like you can't be too confident about yourself in god Okay, that's a better wording. I was like, okay, I follow, I follow. I was like, no, yeah, your confidence needs to be in him. You need to recognize that apart from him, you can do nothing. Exactly. And I think that you need to know who you are and stand firm in your identity because the first way the enemy will come towards you, number one, it's going to be with the same old tricks. He's not Mm -hmm. creative. He just repeats the same cycle that you've maybe had, and he comes back at a more opportune time. Yeah. Okay, but God's creative. He thinks outside of the box, and that's why it takes faith to receive what he has for you because you can't comprehend what it you know what i mean like you can't see what it is faith is the substance of things hoped for things not yet seen but yeah so you need to be knowing who you are and that you have purpose and that you're called and that you're chosen that you're his masterpiece that's nothing to be taken lightly you don't need to see yourself as a worm humility is not thinking less of yourself but just thinking of yourself less Mm-hmm. And so we need to find the difference in that. We need to wake up every day with the confidence that we know who we are in Christ. But we also need to wake up and be like, Lord, apart from you, I can't do this thing. Yeah. Apart from your Holy Spirit, if it's not there, I'm not going. If yeah. your presence isn't in it, I'm, I'm going to stay right here and do what you told me to do until you tell me to take a next step. Mm-hmm. And part of knowing who you are, my friend Carmen, man, she's blessed my life. She's just been such an encouragement like I can talk to her about anything and it's like she can see right through what I'm feeling before I say it so crazy but man I just love her but she was sharing Romans 9 with me I text her and I was like hey send me a verse I need something I need the word just send me something that you're reading and it (laughs) it was everything that I needed to hear 
But Romans 9, it says, But who do you think you are to second-guess God? How could a human being molded out of clay say to the one who molded him, Why in the world did you make me this way? Or are you denying the right of the potter to make out of clay whatever he wants? Doesn't the potter have the right to make from the same lump of clay an elegant vase or an ordinary pot? Mm. And I love that. And that just reminds me of um, Moses when he's called by God to go for the Israelites from Egyptian from the Egyptians. Moses has every kind of excuse that he can think of. He's like, but God, I have a speech impediment. Like I, I suck at talking. He's like, oh, you keep complaining. I'll send your sibling with you. Well, first, no, first God <laughs> says, who made your mouth? Yeah, that's I did. Right. Do I not have the authority to choose who is blind, who is, or who can see, or who is deaf, or who can hear? Um, and he says, I am with you. Yeah. And then Moses is like, well, I don't know anything about you, God. Like, who are you? And God says, I am who I am. I love that answer. He's, he's saying, I am the source of everything, and that's all you need. And then finally, Moses is like, God, I just don't want to do it. But eventually, he can, like, God convinces Moses to, like, do this if Aaron comes. Aaron is his brother. Um, and he, he kind of, like, conv makes Moses feel like he he's going to be able to do it because Aaron is going to speak for him. And, but the thing is, is like when you read the Bible, it's Moses speaking the entire time. Yeah. And it's not because Moses is good at speaking. It's because God is with him. Mm -hmm. So it's not about our ability. It's not about what we know or what we can do. It's about what God does through us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen that even within just the past five years of my life. Yeah. I wasn't regularly going to church. I did not know how to play piano. I definitely wasn't trying to go to no small group. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to make ends meet, working like two or three jobs, whatever. And literally in the last five years, my life has completely looked nothing like I thought that it would. I never pictured being on a worship team. I never pictured being at church actively more than just on a Sunday. I never pictured wanting to be. Yeah. Did you ever picture being on a Christian podcast? I never, guys, I never pictured speaking and in public. And let Not me just thing. brag on us real quick, or brag on God real quick. Like, none of us are technically equipped <laughs> yeah. for this. Except David, or, he brought the equipment. Okay. But. <laughs> I'm equipped technically, but I'm not technically, technically equipped. <laughs> hey! <laughs> See, I love that because God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Exactly. Dang, I, why are you always trying to one-up me? <laughs> I had a good one, and you just <laughs> stomped on it. it right out of his heart. Um but, like, we're not scholars, and we told our listeners that at the beginning of all of this. Like, we don't have an education in this. We just have the same book that y'all are reading. Yeah. All three of us have gotten confirmation that this is reaching people, and it's helping people. I don't know about you guys. I had someone message me individually on Facebook and um, just say, hey, like, I love what you guys are doing. It's biblical. It's, it's in the Word, but it's also encouraging, and I just really appreciate it. And it, it really blessed me to even hear feedback. Yeah. Um, we, we appreciate you guys tuning in because you have busy lives, busy weeks. There's so many other things that you could be tuning into or listening to, and you take the time out to listen to, to what we are privileged to do here. And so I just really want to thank you guys for that. Yeah. Um, and if you have prayer requests, don't be shy. We're not going to 
unless you have a testimony you want us to share or something, we're not going to put that out there. What you say here stays here. Um, but just to kind of wrap it up, um, bring it down, I did want to leave you guys with some points from this because I know that we go and touch on a few different things within one. Mm-hmm. But the first thing is, is like, who is God to you and why? Yeah. And the second question is, how do you see God and why? Why do you see him that way? Is it because of experiences other people have put on you or religious denominations have put on you? Or is it because you've come to know him in that way? And have you wrongly given God blame because you didn't know el- who else to blame? And so yeah. you placed decisions maybe that you have made and, and given him given him the blame. And now you're kind of realizing that. And it's okay if you have. I think that at some point everybody's been there. But I think this is an opportunity for you to really get to know who he is and that he's not all of those those things that sometimes we give him the negative image of. Yeah. There's one thing that I w- one more thing that I want to share before we close. Um, I'm asking you guys, do you all know what Abba means? A-B-B-A? Baba. Yes, technically. Do you know what it means? It's a rock band in the 70s. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um <laughs> So basically, it means Papa or Daddy or, um, you know, any affectionate term that you have for your father. That's what it is. The South Koreans, they say Abba. We say Papa. Um, it's an effect, it's like a familiar affectionate term or nickname. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the first one to call him that in prayer. He says, Abba, Father. Mm. And then he instructs his disciples to do the same. Yeah. And it's like Jesus tells us to have that same relationship that he has with his Father. Yeah. We can go to him and love him and know that he loves us and just say, Daddy, I really need you. Yeah. And, you. and you can even see that with little kids. I mean, they it seems like the more affectionate term they have with, of their grandparent or parent, it seems like the closer they are to them. Yeah. And so I've really tried to incorporate that into my prayers. I don't – like I say Heavenly Father a lot because I feel like that's a formal term. I feel like that's how I need to address him. But I don't need to address him like that. I can. It's not wrong. But it's not genuine. But it's not genuine. It's humbling myself before him. But I don't always have to approach him that way. I can approach him like a son would his father. Mm-hmm. And say, God, Abba, Father, I need you in this moment. And that's how I want our listeners to approach the Father. To know that they can approach the Father that way. Guys, thanks for tuning into the show. We love you. Please pray for us. We are praying for you. Uh, give us prayer requests. Give us topic requests. We are always happy to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in again. This is Free Wine and Love and Prayer.